0: their faith unto the Lord. Brother Branham, this is Reverend William Branham from Jeffersonville, Indiana. Thank you very much. you very much. You may be seated. Been some time since I was in Salem, Oregon before, and I've always waited with great anticipation on seeing the time to return again to get the visit with these uh, saints of the Lord here who are sojourning, in Salem and around, we do not believe that this is your abiding place, because here we have none, but we're seeking a city to come whose builder and maker is God. So we profess that we are pilgrims and strangers here, not strangers to each other, but strangers in the world, because our heritage is of above, and we're, uh, had the privilege of about two years ago, I was visiting some of our friends over in Oregon here around Klamath Falls. Such a wonderful time we had. We bring you greetings from the others around the different parts of the world and sojourning too. And this is our My ninth street meeting. Kind of come to you a little bit tired, but always ready to serve the Lord in any capacity that I can. Now we have five, five glorious meetings scheduled tonight and tomorrow night and on till Sunday afternoon, I think is Sunday afternoon is our closing service in the campaign. We want to thank you all for calling us here, the sponsorship, and for all who is cooperating for this lovely building and everything it's made so nice. I think humanly speaking that we're have done every you've done everything real well. Now the next thing it will take We just never come to see each other, which we did in one sense to see each other, but yet we come to worship the Lord and to try to do something for His kingdom. And now it's going to take every speck of effort we can put forth to do it. And it's going to... Now this is the meeting that we have set for the kingdom of God. And it's every Christian's duty to do their part as much as they possibly can to see that it's a great success for the kingdom. Now, many times, we ministers, we, with different organizations and so forth, but we're all pressing for one great place, every soul that we can direct that way. That's what we're doing. And uh, we know now the laity has uh, also a great opportunity now for them to do their part of the ministry. Each one of you has to be a preacher, and that is to tell somebody else, to get the sick and the afflicted in, to get the sinners in. And we'll sow the seed of God and pray pray that God will rain down the Holy Spirit upon it and bring forth a great crop of souls during this meeting. That's our first intention, is to win souls. Secondly, to the upbuilding of God's people, the church. Thirdly, prayer for the sick. And to do anything that lays in our power... To help make life a little better for you. And the journey a little, the burden's a little lighter. And we hope that when we leave and the meeting is broke up, there'll be, the whole city will be benefited, everybody. Make it a little, a place that's a, a little easier to do right, a little harder to do wrong. <laughs> that's what we want to leave at when we leave the city. We want to report up and down the coast in these meetings we've had over here. Has been glorious. The Lord has blessed us. The places is packed out, and we've seen two meetings. The last two meetings were just about completely. Every wheelchair, stretcher case, whatever it was, was delivered by the by the Lord. By everyone that come to the meeting, we were so thankful to report that to those who are looking for healing for themselves and their loved ones, and also that many has been saved and filled with the Holy Spirit and churches has been blessed. And when we feel uh, doing that, we feel that we're putting forth our little parts that help the kingdom of God. And we're here, brethren, with you, uh, brethren, here. I appreciate your kindness of inviting me over and having me here. And I'm come now to, to do this. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is like a man that... He took a net and went to the sea, and he pulled the net, and what he you tell? Now, I know that each one of you in your churches have a net, and you're just swinging all around your neighborhood trying to get every fish that you can. Now, I come to sew my net with your all, and we'll reach way out around the city, everywhere, to see if we can't pull in something for the kingdom of God. And that's what we're here for, to do everything that we can to help. Now, it's, I think, it's a basic inner denomination. Everybody's welcome. The Protestant, Catholic, Jewish, whatever it might be, sinner, saint, anybody, even to the drunk, if you'll behave yourself, and say, well, he's just as welcome to come as anybody, but you must behave. You must uh, respect the house of the Lord. Whether are grateful to this army, or the major, or whoever it was, that... Let us have this lovely building. I think it's beautiful. I was over here today looking at it, trying the acoustics and speaking, and all around is just perfect. And can you hear me all right everywhere now? You know, people, it's aerial. And it's kind of hard when you take an empty building and speak and then fill the building up with people and speak, it's quite a difference. And so now, sometimes in speaking, I get just a little loud because I'm evangelist, missionary, and been used to preaching where there's just fields or stadium outside where you sometime with no microphone you just have to scream out like you were yelling at cattle but I don't mean it that way and uh, I'm sure you'll understand and now usually the first night of a meeting is rather a hard night because everybody is trying to get used to one another and some are under expectation some are wandering some have never been in a meeting before, and some of them have heard, and, and then they draw their opinion. The first thing the minister usually says strikes home with somebody. Others don't want nothing to do with it, and you have all that to combat with. But let's not be suspicious of one another. I'm believing that you're the children of God. I want you to believe me to be the same, and I'm your brother, and I'm here to help you. I'm, I'm a southerner, and I haven't got away from my talk. Yet, as much as I've traveled, I've been just a little bit slow, so you bear with me, because I just can't think of it too fast, you know, and I just have to wait for him to tell me. And so you bear with me, pray for me. And I'll do the same, uh, pray for you. Now, I thought tonight we have a little introductory message that we kind of introduce the meeting by. Just a little formal uh, talk. And that way we get to kind of learn each other. Get to the feeling of each other. And then we settle right down then into the meeting. And now I want you to do this for me. I want you to... We've got plenty of seats. Usually in the meetings we've been having, always Macau Palace up has been people couldn't get a seat. Last place is that the standing place is packed out 5 o'clock in the afternoon. You couldn't get near it. And uh, so now we've got plenty of seats and... I know people here in Oregon go to church and they're fine people and God's people everywhere are fine. And uh, we would like to see, do your part now to the kingdom of God because the responsibility is not altogether on your pastors or on me. It's on all of us to honor God. And um, you do your part. We'll do ours. and Between it, I believe it'll be a great thing. And that's what we're looking for. I believe in the coming of the Lord Jesus. I believe the physical return of Christ. I believe it's real close at hand. I believe we're near that time now. Now, no one knows when he's going to come. Not even the angels. He said the Father only knew that. So then, we don't know, but we have signs that we're looking to, to know that when these things begin to happen, that the time is getting near. So we certainly can see some mighty convincing signs now that, that the time is near and um, so i believe the sponsorship is pentecostal brethren i am one too but we want you to know that pentecost to you methodist baptist and presbyterian we believe you pentecostal too See, pentecost is not an organization pentecost is an experience that we all can have see whether you're catholic or baptist or presbyterian whatever you are pentecost is an experience and as far Whosoever wants it, God And it's everyone. I have so many. I come out of a Baptist church, still have fellowship, wonderful meetings for them. And I have Episcopalian, Presbyterian, formerly background Catholic in my family. I'm Irishman. And so through there, God has never questioned anybody on the platform praying for him. Now, you'll have to change from Methodist to Baptist. That isn't the idea. You know, what? I'm an old man. I'm 53 years old. I've been with the Branham family all these years. You know, they've never asked me to join the family. <laughs> Strange, but I believe I was born to Branham. <laughs> and so that's why we believe we're Christians, you see. We, we, we think you ought to join some church and have fellowship, but really to be a Christian is to be born a Christian. Amen. A born-again experience to being a Christian. And now, let me just, again, before I take a text, is to say, we pray for the sick. Now, there may be doctors sitting here. Doctor, I didn't come to take your patient. I come to pray for your patient. I, I believe that divine healing has been one of the most uh, overlooked subjects. And then there's been so much also on divine healing that has went out under the name of divine healing that children never went out. <laughs> we realize that in church salvation. And much of it went out all kind of an intellectual religion is just join the church like a lodge and let it all go. We don't believe that. We believe you got to be born again. We believe you have to be a Christian by birth. And um, I believe there's many things went out under divine healing. The auspices of divine healing are called that, and it would they would be everything else but divine healing. <laughs> all kinds of sensations and, and so forth. But I'll make myself clear, and this is being taped, that I believe that every redemptive blessing that goes to the human race has already been paid for and belongs to you. As he was wounded for our transgression, with his stripes we were healed. It's a past tense. I believe that when Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died at Calvary, he purchased our salvation and every sin in the world was paid for now, it will never do you no good till you accept it as your own personal property. But if you try to just say, well, he forgives sins. Yes, the mercy of Christ, the death of Christ, atones for the sins, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. But you have to accept him as your Savior or it will never do you good. By stripes we were healed. Therefore, there's no man could ever save a soul or heal a sick person. It's already been done in Calvary. I believe Calvary paid the price. Jesus Christ on Calvary paid the price. Now, I believe if you would come under the teaching of your pastor and believe on the Lord Jesus and accept him as your Savior, I believe you'll be saved. That's right. And I believe that when you hear the Word of God preached and say that that he was wounded for our transgression with his stripes, we were healed and will accept it upon those bases. That's the way it's done. For he is a high priest, right now, that making intercessions upon our confession. Yes. See, first we accept it and confess he has done it, and then he can go to work in his great priesthood as a high priest to make intercessions upon our confession of what he did for us at Calvary. Yes.
1: That's,
0: that's agreed, isn't it, brother? Yeah. See, that he... that. What he did for us at Calvary, we first accept it, believe it, confess it, and then he's the high priest to make good what we are confessing he done. Amen. See? That's for healing our salvation. Now, I believe that God can do anything that he desires to do because he's God. But I like for it to just come out of the Bible, and <laughs> I know I'm right. Amen. I believe the Bible to be the infallible word of god i do not believe it should be added to or taken from now as a child a little boy mother and father both irish when i felt that call of god i went down to the church and uh the priest tells me that salvation is in the church well then i come to find out from my friends that belong to different churches which one of them churches has salvation in it then see if the Catholic would be right, then the Lutheran surely is wrong. If the Lutheran's right, then there's something wrong with the Baptist. So, which one of them churches would be right? After searching, trying to find out, digging, and whatever I could do, I come to find out that God is in His Word. Amen. And the Word is right. God will not judge the world by a church, but by the Word. Or I see over in the book of Revelation, it said, Whosoever shall take one part away or add anything to it, the same will be taken out of his part of the book of life. And then I believe it's infallible that it must be kept just the way it's written. I believe it's of no private interpretation. I believe it's God has watched over it, and it's just exactly the way that he will judge the world by this book. And he's got to have a standard somewhere to judge the world by. So the church will be judged by the word. Here's how I think it's infallible. It's so infallible till even when Eve, not disbelieving but listening to a little reasoning against it, caused ever death and ever sorrow and ever heartache. That's what she did. I believe it lots wife, As she was commanded by the angel not to look back, and she turned and looked back, and she stands today a pillar of salt. Because she just misbelieved God's Word that much. Now, she had a better reason than you and I have. See, her children and her grandchildren were burning up in the judgments of God. Yes. And the screams of her own children and her grandchildren and a mother's heart crying out. Just disobeyed God's word enough to look over her shoulder and there she turned. Yes. See, I believe the word must be just exactly the way through. Just that. No. Will you believe it with me? Yeah. Upon that basis... Let's settle ourselves now to the Word and speak of the Word. Let us pray now as we bow our head. With our bowed heads, There surely is many requests in the building. Sincerely before God, if you have a request that you'd like God to do during the time of this meeting, raise up your hand to me now and say, by this God, I want you to remember me. I have a loved one who wants to be saved, i got sickness or something. Our Heavenly Father. We are approaching thy throne of grace. We would not want to come by the throne of justice, for we could not stand there. We could not come by the throne of judgment. We could not stand there. Justly we should be condemned, because we are of the world, Adam's fallen race. But we are coming by the throne of mercy. And Jesus, when he was on earth, said, If you'll ask the Father anything in my name, it'll be granted. And I'm asking now first, Lord, pardoning of all of our transgressions against thy commandments. Forgive us, Lord, everyone. We pray for our minister brothers, for their congregation, for the sins of the city and of the nation. Of the people everywhere. God, I pray for my own sin. And we know that sin originally is unbelief. He that believeth not is condemned already. And it's unbelief that causes us to commit the immoral crimes that we do. And if we only believe, we would not do those things. So I pray, Father, that you'll forgive our unbelief and will come to each of us tonight and Bestow upon us the faith that will answer the request that we have below our hand. Grant it, Lord, that's in our heart. We have come here by feeling led of your Spirit. Satan warred against to try to keep us from coming. But that's why I believe the much more that there is something in store for us. And we're pressing the battle tonight. And you have opened the way. Now, Father, may we all catch the vision and remember what we have asked and there press forward with our petition. And I'm laying mine upon the altar of sacrifice tonight. Uh, My prayer, my faith, all upon your golden altar where our sacrifice Christ lays with the prayer and request of all these people. And together we ask for a great outpouring of your Spirit Lord, do the exceeding abundantly above all that we could do or think. May it be poured out upon this meeting, Lord. And when it's over, may there be an old-fashioned revival break out throughout the country here, and the churches all be on fire for God, souls being saved and people healed, and glory brought to the kingdom of God. Over this this prayer with these others laying upon your golden altar, we Ask over them the name of Jesus Christ that you'll answer us according to thy great mercy. Amen. Don't forget each service. And I believe that my son told me when I got him the back eye here that there was a ministerial breakfast in the morning. Is that right? In the morning. Very fine. I, I always love to meet my brethren and get to talk with them a little while and get acquainted, and uh, renew acquaintance. And now everyone remember now, let's do our part. And now I don't know what time you people usually close your services here, and sometimes I'm a missionary, and usually we just have to hit it when we can, and stay as long as we possibly can. And, And I've been keeping the people a little late, not like I do it when I'm at home. I was at my home recently, and I hope I don't scare you. I preached a little short service, six hours. That was just a short one, but, and, but well, I hope I don't do that here. <laughs> but usually about 45 minutes or something like that, and then we, we're going to have prayer on And so now you pray for me now as we closing now for the Word. Now, this is just a little formal message that we usually base the first night. And then from there on, then we see what the Lord would grant to us. In Saint John 12:20, we read these words, and there were certain Greeks among them. And came up to the feast. The same came to Philip, which was of Bethsaida, of Galilee, and desired him, saying, Sirs, we would see Jesus." Saint John 12:20. In Hebrews the thirteenth chapter, and the thirteenth chapter, and the uh, the eighth verse. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, there's a great statement. Uh, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, these Greeks were just as hungry as anyone. Their desire, they had heard of Jesus, and they wanted to see Jesus. And I don't believe that anyone can ever hear about Jesus but what longs to see him. Is that right? Now, if I say something and you say, Amen, that won't scare me a bit. It'll encourage me. Now, how many here would love to see Jesus? Let's see your hand. We would love to see. Now, as I have just made my statements, I believe the Word to be the truth. Now, these Greeks came desiring to see Jesus and got to do it by one of his servants. Well, now, if he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and we desire to see him, what about it? Hmm? There is God's word to a showdown. See? If we desire the scene, and he's the same yesterday and forever, and one of God's servants brought these Greeks in the presence of Jesus, then we should have the same thing today if he is the same. Now, we believe it, and he is the same as he was then. Now, how would we know him if we saw him? Now, if we were going to... Say, well, now, how would he part his hair? Did he have long curls down his shoulders? Did he have red hair? Was it blonde? Did he have hair at all? Was he bald-headed? Was he Was he a blue-eyed, brown-eyed? Was he a large man, small man? Well, we just discussed that all hours, and each one have a different opinion. So we couldn't meet on that basis. Well, then what if I'd say we'd go out here in the city tonight, and we'd find a man that we could actually find nail scars in his hand, both hands, and a thorn prince around here and a scar on his side just under his heart and um, he would be uh, wearing a robe and, and meet our specification. still that could be that really if we picked up such a person it wouldn't be Jesus at his second coming every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess and when he his corporal body returns to the earth it'll be like the sun shines from the east to the west you believe that? Sure, it wouldn't be. How would we know Jesus then? The way I think that we would know Him would be by His nature, what He was. Now, if I go to ask them, does the Baptist believe it's their church? Presbyterian? Yes. Catholic? Protestant? No. Jewish? Yeah. Or what? Not Jewish. Of course, they don't believe in the Lord Jesus being the Son of God. But our different Pentecostal brethren, the different organizations of them, they'd say, yes, it's in ours, it's in ours, and so forth. But now let's just say that's good, that's in all of them, let's just believe it. But now, surely there's so much difference that there ought to be some way to declare positive what he is. See? For the Bible said he is the same. So one of them say, we believe in saying the uh, repeating prayers, the other has the doxology, the other has... A uh, certain creed that they go by. One says, "I believe if you speak with tongues, that will be him." The other said, "I believe if you dance in the spirit, that'll be him." And we have all kinds of sensations and everything else. But and then in that, there's such a disagreement. One will say, "Well, uh, I don't believe you do this," and they say, I "Don't." But there ought to be some way that we could come to a spot to know really who he is and what he is. Amen. See, there ought to be somewhere. See. Uh, one say, well, I shouted." and the other say, i danced in the Spirit, and the other say, I spoke with tongues. Those things are fine. They're all right. But yet, see, it causes a, a difference. One say, I got it this way. One say, I got it crying. One say, I got it with chills and shaking. Others say, i seen a light. The other, see, there's so much difference. There ought to be some way that we were no sure. Amen. So there would be no question in our mind. And the Bible said he's the same. So there ought to be some way of knowing. Don't you think so? Amen. I think there ought to be some way of knowing it. Now... I don't believe that the Bible said those saints had made those promises without being able to fulfill it. Would you believe that? Right. Abraham, whose seed we are, if we be in Christ, we are Abraham's seed. And Abraham was fully persuaded, Romans 4, that he was able to, to keep or to perform that which he had promised to do. Amen. Yes. And if God makes a promise and doesn't stand behind it, then he's not God. Amen. And if he makes the promise, he's able to stand behind it or he'll never make the promise. Now, I'm I'm finite. And he's infinite. So he cannot make a mistake. I can, you can, our brethren can. We can all make mistakes. We're finite. Today, if I don't know more than I did last year, I'm not progressing any. But God cannot progress because he's perfect to begin with. Hallelujah. And every decision is perfect. Now, listen, if God is ever called on the scene to make a decision, when he once makes that decision, that settles it eternally. Amen. He can never come back and say, I was wrong there. Yes. And if he doesn't act each time the way he acted the first time, he acted wrong the first time.
1: Right.
0: See, perfect. He's perfect. Therefore, if he's ever called to to do anything and his decision once made, that's settled forever. Eternal. Both heavens and earth will pass away, but that word can never fail because it's a part of God. see it. Therefore, look, when God was called on the scene to save a lost man, his first way of Bringing that man to salvation was by the blood. He's never changed it. Amen. Right. Man only saved. He's only one place of fellowship with God, and that's under the shed blood. Amen. It's never been by creed. It's never been by church. It's never been by organization. It's never been by nation. It's by the blood. Israel Amen. met under the shed blood and all through the age, and we're still meeting under the shed blood. Hallelujah. If we don't, we can't have fellowship. Right? Like fellowship is only restored to God through the blood. For the human race can only meet God as a blood sacrifice stands there for Him. Amen. That gives us assurance. Town this not some mythical something that's prophesied in the last days. Sure, everything would come to, around and all kinds of things. But we believe the Word to be God's truth. Amen. Therefore, it never will fail. And God's first decision was to save a man by the shed blood. And it, uh, every man that's ever come to God comes that same way each time. Yeah. And God's provision for divine healing was on the basis of faith. And that's the same way he heals them tonight. Yeah. It's the basis of faith, no matter how great a man. If Christ himself was standing here on the pulpit with this suit that he gave me, if he was standing here in this suit, he could not heal you, not at all. He's already done it. Amen. He might do something to convince you, or point you to the word, and that would be convincing. And he might show through some divine gift that he was Christ. But he cannot heal you because he's already done it. How can you redeem anything after it's already been redeemed? Amen.
1: Amen.
0: That, see what I mean? If redemption is complete, it's completed. If I had my knife down here in the pawn shop and I bought the knife back and paid the price and, and got the ticket, and, well, uh, how, how's that man to charge me for it again? I've got his own receipt. It's already redeemed. I say, I want to redeem a knife. You've got the receipt in your hand. Oh, my. And when any man or woman comes to Christ... And fullness of the assurance of his death, burial, and resurrection. And is a beneficiary to every redemptive blessing that Jesus died for. Holy and he, he gives you a checkbook with Jesus' name wrote on the bottom of every one of them. Ask the Father anything in my name. If you abide in me in my words in you, ask what you will and it will be done for you. You're, don't You get afraid to cash the check. Don't do it. I've often said, I meet two classes of people in my times around the world, in mission work. In mission work. Uh, I meet two classes of people. One of them is Pentecostal, the other is fundamental. The fundamental positionally knows where he stands. He takes it by the word. I am a son of God by my confession. See, he positionally takes that stand, but he's he's got no faith in what he's talking about. The Pentecostal has a lot of faith, but don't know where he stands. He <laughs> don't know who he is. It's just like a man's got money in the bank, and he don't know how to write a check. And he doesn't get to write a check, and he got no money in the bank. <laughs> if you could ever get those two together. If I could get Pentecostal faith and, and, and fundamental uh, doctrine or, or vice versa, make the Pentecostals realize who they are. Amen. They're sons and daughters of God, Amen. already dead, buried, rose again, and sitting in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Not you will be, you are. Sometimes I think. The other day I happened to hit something that sounds profound to me. <laughs> it's very seldom I ever hit anything that I make anything out of. But I was thinking, just before I reached down to get this, what I'm trying, going to try to say to you, I was thinking of Israel down in Egypt. And they were slaves. And yet they were children of God. We all know the story. And they. If they sold them molded bread, they had to eat it. If they ravished their daughters, if they killed their sons or whatever they did, it was just done. They were slaves. And yet them were the chosen, elected of God, yes. with a promise waiting until the time of fulfillment. Hallelujah. But there come a day that got so far away from it, so they didn't recognize it. They didn't know when the time come, but God always is on time. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's what Samaritan Pentecostals today. They don't recognize that the time is here. Yes. The time has come. God's promise to be fulfilled. Now, one day, stomping down out of the wilderness, come a prophet with a pillar of fire over his, over him, guiding him. He performed miracles and so forth, and told them that there was a land that was formed with milk and honey. Nobody never been there. None of them. They just heard of it. Faith cometh by hearing. So away they went with this prophet through the wilderness, and they came to a place called Kadesh Barnea, that was once the judgment seat of the world. And there, when Israel camped in there, it was judged the sin. And Joshua, a great warrior, and the word Joshua means Jehovah Saviour, this great warrior crossed over the Jordan, none of them have ever been before, crossed over the Jordan to this promised land, and came back with the evidence that it was a good land. And it was true. What was he doing? Confirming God's Word. Amen. See? Showing that what God had promised, God had done.
1: Amen.
0: See, the covenant is unconditional. Yes. God made three covenants. One was Adam. He broke it. Another one was Noah. Go- he broke But when God made the covenant with Abraham, it was I, not, if you will, he said, I have. Amen. It's God's unconditional covenant that he made with Abraham and his seed, and we become his seed when we are dead in Christ. Now, notice, and in this great uh, time when he brought back the evidence, Israel moved over into the land, and there they have to be under slaves. They could have their own gardens and raise their children and raise their churches and everything. But finally, old age began to catch up with them. After a while, on that lovely promised land, there were tombstones on the hillsides everywhere. Then down from Glory came the greatest of all the lawyers, another Jehovah Savior, Jesus, the Son of God. And he said that there is life after death where well, there is no tombstones and graveyards. For in my father's house is many mansions. If it wasn't so, I would have told you, I'll go and prepare a place and Come again to receive unto myself. He come to save the dying human race. And he came to his Tadesh Barnea, Calvary, judgment, where not only the judgment seat of the world, but he was judged for the world. There he bore the iniquity and the sins of us all at Calvary, and he died until the sun and the moon and the stars wouldn't shine, and he crossed over the Jordan that we call Jordan death. But on that third day he rose again. Amen. Bringing back the evidence, like Joshua did, the land is there. I'm He that was dead a alive forevermore. Have the keys of death and hell. He's not dead. He is risen. Then we have an earnest of our inheritance. He's told the church, go up there to Pentecost, up to the to the um, ten days up in Jerusalem. And wait up there so long. I'm going to send you the earnest of this great land, and we confess our sins. And we die to ourselves and we rise with it and we got the evidence. Look where we were. Look where we are. Amen. See, we were once down there. Now we're up here, already holding the evidence that we are dead and buried in Christ and raised again. In the resurrection and setting tonight with Him in heavenly places in Christ's name. Oh, my. Every devil, every sickness, every disease, everything is conquered by Him. He's that mighty conqueror. You don't have to conquer anymore. It's already conquered. We're already dead. We're already risen. Amen. Already raised from the dead. How many in your feels that way tonight? Just look at here. Already raised from the dead. You once were dead in doubt, trespasses, doubted the Word of God, doubted it to be true. Now you say some people are just religious. They just quit stealing, quit lying. That's, that's not Christian. That's just people pretending. There's always three classes of people everywhere. That's believers, make-believers, and unbelievers. You have them in every group. They're, they're always there. So people just with profession come up and say, well, I professed religion a long time ago. Miserable. See? The thing you want to do is die to yourself and then be buried in Christ and raised with Him in His resurrection and set now in heavenly places. See, then your unbelief passes away. How can the Spirit of God dwell in you and deny the Word? When the Spirit of God broke the Word. Amen. See, you can't do it. If you deny the Word or something in your tells you it's not so, then it's unbelief. You're still in sin. Look at those priests and Pharisees. How religious they were. Holy men as we call it today. And Jesus said, You're of your father, the devil. And his works you do what? Bouting the Word. You've took your traditions and made the commandments of God of non effect. Yeah, For if he was shared tonight, it'd be the same thing. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Our traditions has made the Word of God without any effect on the people. Oh, God. Oh, we got to get yeah, back it. to that Word. Yeah, yeah. Back to it. Yeah. Well, Excuse me, my colored friends. I preach to them everywhere. But an old sister gave a testimony not long ago in one meeting said, I was forced to make a testimony. All right, sister, go ahead. She said, I want to say this. I hate what I ought to be. And I hate what I want to be. But there's one thing I show, I hate what I used to be. <laughs> so I think that's a good idea. See? Uh, I, I ain't down there no more. And I'm not as good as I want to be and not as good as I ought to be. But I'm one thing sure I'm not down there anymore. That's a good philosophy. Yes, sir, huh? I'm not what I used to be. <laughs> That's right. Now, what would we look for in Christ then? Now, if He's the same yesterday and forever, we'll have to find out what He was yesterday to know what He is today. Is that right? For I've said in these chopped-up words that He is He is the same. The Bible said that, and I'm trying to tell you the infinite God can not change His way. He has to remain the same. Therefore, what he was, now that was in the days of Paul writing the book of Hebrews here, we believe it to be Paul, and he was telling those Hebrews that Jesus Christ was the same yesterday. Now, we know that Jesus Christ was the one who who brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. We all believe that. The pillar of fire, it was Christ. Certainly it was. The Bible said in Hebrews 11 here, I believe, that Moses esteemed the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. See. He followed Christ, and anyone knows that that pillar of fire, light, that took Israel through the wilderness, was the angel of the covenant, which was Christ. If you'll understand, he was... that was God above us, and then when he became flesh and dwelt among us, God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, and now he's in the church. See? Same yesterday, today, and forever. See? Now, notice what he was yesterday. We would see Jesus. Now, if we saw him in the same way he was then, now let's take, we're reading out of St. John, and St. John, the first chapter here, said, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Then what is it? The Word. If we found Christ as he was yesterday, he would be the Word of God. Because in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Now, He would be the Word of God. When we share on earth, He's so perfect of it, so convinced. He said, Search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they that testify of me. If I do not the works of my Father, then don't believe me. It wasn't. They couldn't understand this man being no more than just an ordinary man. Well, fleshly he probably wasn't, but he's a virgin born. But yet he was a man. He eat, drinks, slept, and so forth as we do. But yet inside of him was God. He said, "It's not me that doeth the works; it's my Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works." And Saint John five nineteen, he said, "Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing in himself, but what he sees the Father doing." That doeth the Son likewise. I'll always do that what pleases the Father. Why? He never did till he heard the Father showed him what to do. Yeah. Oh, if we could only wait like that. Yes, sir, till we found... See, he said that the Son does nothing within himself, or can do nothing, but what he sees the Father doeth. The son work, the Father worketh, and the Son worketh hitherto. See? In other words, he just acted out of drama what God told him to do. Now, he would be the Word. And that's, I believe, it this Bible... This word right here, the Bible, is God in print form, and I believe that the Bible is a seed. Those words are seeds. Jesus said a story went forth, sowing seed. This is it. The Word of God is the seed. Jesus said it was. Then, if it is God in print form, and you receive it into your heart, and then the Holy Spirit waters that seed, it brings forth what is promised. If any kind of seed you sow, it'll bring forth that kind of a crop. Yes. Exactly right. We've sowed in this great revival going by a lot of intellectual seed. we got an intellectual crop. That's right. If we were sow gospel seed, we'd have a gospel crop. Yes. If we need to get back to the principles and the Bible teachings, yes. back to the Bible, back to the Holy Spirit, yes. upon the Word of God that makes the Word of God live, yes. that's exactly what it was. Now, he was the Son of God when he was born. But when he was baptized by John on the Jordan, they saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove and remained upon him. And him being the Word, then the Word began to show itself.
1: Um,
0: Amen. Amen. The Word began to manifest itself. Why? The Holy Spirit was in there speaking the Word of God. Now, we find out that in Hebrews, the fourth chapter, the twelfth verse, the Bible said that the Word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword, cutting his and so forth, and it is a discerner of the thoughts of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The Word... Now, don't forget that now. We're going to meet it at a while. The Word... The Word of God is a discerner of the thoughts of the heart. Now... Deuteronomy 18, Moses, the great prophet, priest, and king, whatever he was that led Israel, he said, The Lord your God shall raise up a prophet like unto me. It shall come to pass that whoever will not hear that prophet shall be cut off. You remember when John came? It had been 400 years since it had a prophet since Malachi. And when John came, he stirred the region. And they came to him and said, Are you that prophet? that was to come? He said, I'm not, but he's coming after me. Amen. Now, John was just preaching, See, he was a prophet, but a, a preacher of the word is a prophet, but Israel was always taught to believe their prophets, Amen. for the word of the Lord came, comes to the what? prophet. That's right. The word of the Lord came to the prophet Isaiah. The word of the Lord came to the prophet Jeremiah. The word of the Lord came to the prophet. Hebrews 1, God in Sunday times and divers matters spake to the fathers by the prophets in this last days to his son, Christ Jesus. Yes. Notice, they came to the prophets, and Israel were taught to believe their prophets. Many of you know Louis Petrus, a very personal friend of mine. He sent about a million New Testaments down when they brought up those Jews from down to ran giving them these New Testaments. If you know the Jewish Testament, you read from the back to the front. And these Jews reading this, they never heard about such a thing as Jesus being Messiah. They've been taken down there in the Roman captivity. They'd planned with, you've seen it in the Look Magazine here a few years ago. And when they returned back, and I got a picture of it all of them returning in. Wish we had a time we could throw it here on a screen some night and show you. We call, it, we call it three minutes till midnight. See these Jews returning, packing their loved ones on their backs off of planes and so forth. They're saying, they said, are you coming home to the homeland to die? He said, we're coming to see the Messiah. Mm, my, when that big tree puts forth this buds, there I she is—a nation with her own money and everything else, currency, own army, and everything. the first time for 2,500 years. See, Jesus said, "When you see it putting them buds forth." Now we're at the end time. Notice, now they was when they went to get on those planes, they weren't as afraid of those planes. So the rabbi called them out, and said, "Remember, our prophet said we'd be taken home on the wings of an eagle." That was it—the plane. So they come on, and there they are. Sitting in their homeland today, they believe they're prophets. Amen. Now, therefore, when Messiah was to come, he was to be a God-prophet. He was to be a prophet plus more than a prophet, but he was to do the works of the prophet. Yeah. Louis Petrus, when he sent those Bibles down there, he said, if this Jesus was Messiah, then he is not dead, you say, but he's raised again. Let us see him do the sign of the prophet, and we'll believe it. Oh, my, when that happens, Amen. Gentiles are finished. And you know that, all you Bible readers know that. That's the end time right there when just let them Jews get it again. So, just a perfect thing for just a little time off now. While we've got the doors open, God has the, the Gentiles receive the rest that's coming in to come. Doors of mercy. Now, let's see what he was. We find him then being the Word, baptized, went into the wilderness, come out after tempted forty days the devil, and immediately he, he begin his fame begin to spread. Yet he, I guess, he wasn't a, a minister that would be hear his voice like ours out in the street and so forth. But there was something about him that was different, and we noticed as soon as he got his ministry started, there was one named Andrew, Saint John here. One I'm staying right in Saint John for rest of my notes for just now. One named Andrew stayed all night with him and was thoroughly convinced that he was the Messiah. He goes over to Simon. Now, if any that's his brother. If anyone ever read the history of Peter and and Andrew, as we know them, their father was a great believer. He told those boys someday. I've, I've always thought I would see the Messiah. Every Jew has longed for that since. Eden. And so they said, we have, we have, someday the Messiah will come. I thought I wouldn't see him, but perhaps I'm getting old and won't. But boys, just before that coming Messiah, remember there'll be a whole lot of things that'll come up. There's always Messiah's coming. We know that everywhere. Still having them everywhere. Messiah. Well, if all the false messiahs come up, it shows there's got to be a true messiah Somewhere. Before there can be a bogus dollar, there has to be a good one for it to be made off of. That's the reason it's bogus. Notice. He told his son, said, now don't you forget. Stay with the Scripture. The Messiah, according to Moses, the one that we followed all these years, said, the Lord our God shall raise up a prophet among us. He will be a prophet. Messiah will not be just a scholar, educator, some high priest, some dignitary, but he will be a prophet. Now, we're going to hunt for him now, for just about ten minutes now, before we start praying for the sick. He will be a prophet. And Andrew goes and finds Simon, his fisherman brother, and said, come see who we found. We found the Messiah. I can imagine Simon saying, oh, yes, uh uh-huh, we've had him everywhere. But he come walking up in the presence of Jesus, and as soon as Jesus saw him coming, he said, be... Spoke to him and said, Your name is Simon, and you are the son of Jonas. That got it. Amen. He knowed right then. Amen. Not only did he know who he was, but he knew that God, the old father of his. Amen. You are Simon, the son of Jonas. Right then to Peter, that was the Messiah, because it proved exactly what the Scripture said he would be.
1: Amen.
0: Not because he was fine dressed, had so many degrees out of college, spoke his words politely, had a great influence amongst the people. That wouldn't be a prophet. Prophets are very much hated, and so the people don't like them. Revelations 11 said one of the the nations hated those prophets. Yeah. They've always done it. Jesus said, you're the one who stoned the prophets, and you whitened the grave, and you're the one who put them in there. Yeah. Which one of the prophets did God send that you didn't stone? They always are contrary to against the religious systems of the day. And we find out that they stand out boldly. There was Jesus standing out there. And they seemed though that he was doing the sign of a prophet. And Simon said, confess him to be the Son of God. There was one standard by the name of Philip. Right, just a couple of verses below it here. Philip. And he had an associate, if you ever studied Philip's life, he had an associate which they sat and had Bible studies together. We do that lots of times, set and study about different things, and ministers and brethren and lay members. We all study the Bible together, the Bible at home, boyfriends and girlfriends when they're Christians and husband and wife. We have little Bible studies. Nathaniel and Philip had been studying the scrolls together, and they'd been convinced, because they were both believers, that Messiah was—it's time for him to come. So when Philip saw that happen. He took around the hill to find the five fa- Nathaniel. Now, if you'll mark it, if you're ever there, from where Jesus was preaching to where he found Nathaniel in that grove was about fifteen miles. He probably went one day and come back the next. And he found Nathaniel. We know the story. He was out in his uh orchard praying, and uh under the fig trees praying. And I can imagine seeing Nathani uh Philip standing there waiting to go through praying, and maybe he's praying something like this, Oh Lord. We are ready for the Deliverer. Lord, we have been in Roman captivity all this time. Your people is suffering. Oh, God, they've all gone astray. And it looks like the churches is all let out. We are praying, oh, Lord, send us the Deliverer. Send us the Messiah. We've longed for him. We've prayed. Here are the days are getting past now for me. And I wanted to see the Messiah. Amen. When he raised up, Philip said, Come see who we have found. Yes. Not, yes. how are you getting along? How's is the chickens progressing? And your ages are all right? And how's the milk cows? No, no, no. How's the we all we No, straight! That's a trouble today. We got too much nonsense mixed with Christianity. Yes.
1: Straight to the point!
0: Come see who we have found. Jesus yes. imagine, the son of Joseph. Right, That's the way to take the message. Now, let's just drama for a little bit for the children. I can imagine uh, Nathaniel, a uh, scholar of the scripture, you know, and said, Now, Philip, you and I have studied the scriptures for years since we were boys out of school. And you must have worn off on a deep end somewhere, as we said today. What do you mean? A scholar as you are in the scriptures, and and you'd say we found Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph, being a Messiah, why it's impossible nothing good could come out of there. Now, I think he gave him a very good answer. He didn't say, stay home. and criticized. He said, come see for yourself. Oh, yeah. see? Come find out for yourself. Come and see. Amen. I can imagine him going along the road the next day. Well, I can hear Nathaniel say, or Philip say to Nathaniel, you know what? You remember that old ignorant fisherman? Now, you remember Peter, the bishop, the hierarchy of the first church, didn't have enough education to sign his own name. The Bible said he was both ignorant and unlearned. But it pleased God by his faith to recognize who he was. See? He didn't give him the keys to the kingdom. Without enough education to sign his name, I can hear him say, Do you remember that old fisherman that you bought that fish from that time? Oh, yes. They, they call him Simon. Yes, I remember. I know. His daddy, Jonas, sure. He used to be the old Pharisee up here, deacon in the church, you know, and so forth. Yeah. remember you bought them fish and he couldn't sign that receipt Yes, he came up before this fellow jesus this young prophet of galilee and he told him what his name was and told him who his father was you remember how why it wouldn't surprise me don't tell me tell who you are when you get there oh if i can see that now we know that we both studied the scripture we're in agreement that moses we have to take his word because he was god's great signpost and he said when messiah would come he would be a prophet now, we've just got to remember he's a prophet. And he said, oh, yes, sure, Messiah's a prophet. Well, how did that man know who Simon was or who his father was? His father's been dead for years. Now, I said, well, I'll just go see. And when he walked up in, well, maybe Jesus had a prayer line coming or maybe he walked up and sat down in the audience or whatever it was. I, after a while, Jesus turned and looked at him and said, behold, an Israelite in whom there is no guile. Now, you say, well, of course, the way he was dressed. No, no, the Egyptians, all of them wore beard and so forth. An Israelite in whom there is no God. He didn't call him an Egyptian. He said, an Israelite in whom there is no God. He could have been a murderer, cutthroat, anything, you see. But he said, there's an Israelite in whom there is no God. That just deflated him. He said, Rabbi, which means teacher, when did you ever know me? I've never seen you before. He said, before Philip called you, when you were under the tree, I saw you. Amen. That was it. Amen. <laughs> that was Jesus yesterday. Amongst the Jews. He said, before Philip called you, when you were under the tree, I saw you. Listen, maybe the bishop was standing there for all I know. But quickly, that didn't make any difference to Nathaniel. He ran up and fell down by him and said, Rabbi! Thou art the Son of God. Thou art the King of Israel. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: Now, was that Jesus yesterday? That's how he's making himself known to the Jews? Now, there were those great, high, scholarly men standing around there, big turbans on, turned around collars, you know, and so forth, they said, well, they had to give an answer to their congregation. There it was done. So they said, this man is Beelzebub. That's a devil, fortune teller, see? And he said, doing that to you, Beelzebub, a devil. And Jesus said, I forgive you for that. But someday the Holy Spirit's going to come to do the same thing. And to speak one word against it will never be forgiven. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Now, there is three races of people. You might not want to believe it, but there is. If we believe the Bible, they all sprang from Ham, Shem, and Japheth, Noah's children. Now, watch, when Peter had the keys to the kingdom, he, le- he preached at Pentecost, the Jews, they received the Holy Ghost, and what was there. And Philip went out and preached to the Samaritans, only they hadn't received the Holy Ghost yet. And Peter came down and laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. And then at the house of Cornelius, the Gentile, Peter went up there and was sent by vision up there, and while he yet spake the Holy Ghost fell on him, and then all the races had it. See? The three races. That was Jews, Gentile, and Samaritan. Now, the Gentile, we Anglo Saxon, we wasn't looking for no Messiah. We were worshiping idols, a club on our back, and heathens, but and our people. But Messiah only comes and makes himself known to those who are looking for a Messiah. He never pushes his way on anybody. You must want him. And so he said, he came, uh, we'll take it a little later because we don't want our time to get away. We've got just a few minutes left. Notice, when he came, he made himself known to the Jews by being a Messiah, by showing that he was the prophet that Moses rose up, or Moses spoke up rather. That he was the Messiah, because he did the sign of the Messiah, and they knew that was Messiah. He perceived the thoughts. That's the Word, yes. sharper than a two-edged sword, a discerner of the thoughts of the heart. Is that right? Yes. And he was the Word. Yes. And here he is, discerning your thoughts. Then one day he was going down to Jericho. That's right, straight down from Jerusalem. Instead of going there, he had need go by Samaria. Watch, the Samaritans is looking for a Messiah too. So he came to a city called Sackler, and he sent the disciples away to buy food, and while they were gone, a little woman came out there, probably a pretty little woman. Maybe the child was turned on the street by uh, parents and let her go anyway, and about like today, (laughs) they talk about juvenile delinquency. It's parent delinquency. That's exactly what it is. Maybe that child had the same thing. A mother let her do anything. She turned out to be a woman of ill fame, and she couldn't come out. Now, I've been in the Orient and preached in there to the... Well, the biggest audience they ever had is five hundred thousand. That's a Bombay, there, see, and, and they're not—I uh, know—they're custom. Now, the immoral and moral can't associate together. So the virgin, well, they could none of them come out there while the virgin is there. So she had to come out later, about eleven o'clock. She come out, maybe she had her hair all done up on top of her head, and and um, she was uh, maybe been out all night too, you know. And she come out to get a bucket of water, and their, their buckets are pots. They got handles on them, and they can set a. They look like they need to hold about three to five gallons. They can set a, one of those pots on top of their head and put one on each hip and walk and talk to one another just like ladies can and never spill a drop of water. I don't know how they do it. Just go along talking and you know, laughing. Them little video old girls not that high just packing up about 15 gallons of water going on. And so they, they have a window there and they take these hooks and put it right around these handles, let the, like a pitcher, we'd call it, let it down into the well and get the water and then windle it back up with the window. Then this woman come out to let her uh, bucket down to get the water. And when she did, she heard a man sitting over, a kind of panoramic like this, it's a well still there, and said, uh, Woman, bring me a drink. And she looked. And there was a segregation in the land between the Jews and, Gen- uh, and Samaritans. So they said, uh, this uh, woman said, Sir, it's not customary for you being a Jew. Ask me a Samaritan woman of such a thing. I just look like an ordinary Jew. He's dressed like an ordinary man. I don't believe you have to dress funny and... Be different to be a Christian. I don't believe you have to act funny. I believe you just used to be a person. Just be a Christian, that's all. Yeah. And um, nothing peculiar, just something inside of you someplace, you see. Yeah. Happiness, joy, and peace, and satisfaction, and long-suffering, gentleness, peace. People talk about you don't bother me bit. See, just, that's fruits of the Spirit. So then this man was sitting over there, little robe on, just like the rest of them had, dressed just like the ordinary man. But he was about 30 years old, but he must have looked a little older. You know, in St. John 6, they said, they said, you mean to tell me that you saw Abraham and you're not over 50 years old? See, they judged him about 50. His work might have done that. And he said, uh, Before Abraham was, I am. <laughs> so that cut the feathers down again, you know. But there he looked about maybe 50 years old, sitting right back there, and said, Well, she said, It's not customary for you Jews to ask we Samaritans such things. We have no dealings one another. He said, But if you knew who you were talking to, you'd ask me for a drink. Yeah. And, you know, then they got to. This, Got the mix-up there, you know, about worship, worship. I watched this woman. She said, sir, she said, our father Jacob. Now, see, that was a Jewish father, too. Our father Jacob dug this well. He and his cattle drank from it, and he gave it to Joseph, actually, what he did. But said, said, this is our father's drink from this well. And you say you got water is better than this, and so forth. Then after a while, what is he trying to do? He is contacting her spirit because what is the word of God? A discerner, let's say it, discerner of the thoughts. Of the line. What is he doing? He's talking to her, contacting her spirit. And he found her trouble. I mean he knows what it was. Sure we all do. He said, Uh, go get your husband and come here. She said, I don't have any husband. He said, You have said well, for you've had five husbands, and the one you're living with now is not your husband. You said well. Watch that woman. Watch these Pharisees and trains up and up. See? They said, This man's the he's a devil. Look when that light flashed across that little predestinated seed there, when it struck that real seed of God that was before the foundation of the world, probably name was put on the Lamb's Book of Life. When it struck that quickly, she recognized it. In her condition, she recognized
1: it.
0: Brother, I said that woman knowed more about God right then than half the people in the United States. Right? Yes. She recognized Why? She was ordained before the foundation of the world. When that light struck it, them Pharisees, they were educated and had a lot of theology and stuff, but they didn't know the word. She said, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. What a difference between that and that high priest and all of you. Yes. I perceive that you are a prophet. We know, we Samaritans, we know when Messiah yes. cometh. That'll be his time. Yes.
1: Oh. Oh,
0: the God. Jew, not the Samaritan. We know when the Messiah cometh, he'll tell us these things. He said, I'm he that speaks with you. Hallelujah. That was Jesus yesterday. <laughs> See what he was? Not his different dress, not his different look, not his different nothing. He was what was inside of him manifesting. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I started to say excuse me, but I couldn't say that. I'd be sacrilegious. I, I may act a little crazy, but I feel good this way. So just let me alone now. I feel better this way. Notice when he said, you must be... A prophet. She knew they hadn't had a prophet for hundreds of years. Said, you must be a prophet. We know when the Messiah cometh, we're taught that. We know it by the Scripture. Yeah. That when Messiah cometh, he'll tell us these things. Please. That'll be the things he'll do. Jesus said, I'm he that speaks with you. And from that she left the water pot and ran into a sea, Listen to her message now. I remember in the East it's practically the same way. They won't listen to a woman of ill fame, But the man on the street... But you couldn't stop her. She'd done found something. She ran into a city, they had to listen to her, like a house on fire. They had to give aid to her. She ran into a city and said, Come see a man.
1: Amen.
0: That's told me the things I've done. Isn't this the very Messiah? Amen. Oh, and the Bible says that the men of the city believed on him because of the testimony of the woman. Yes.
1: Yes. That was
0: Jesus yesterday. Is that right? Amen. He's the same today. Have we got time for one more statement? Just then I'll start the prayer. Just one thing now. Now remember, the way he vindicates himself at the close of each age, he has to do it each time. Now that was the closing of the Jewish age, the literal seed of Abraham, we know, which was from Isaac. But now there's a royal seed came through Christ. That's the church. You believe that, all of us do that. Now watch. That's the way he showed himself when he closed off on the Jews and Samaritans. And that age. Notice. Now Jesus said in St. Luke... That as it was in the days of Lot, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. As it was. Now watch his prophecy. Now let's see. Let's see what kind of a day Lot had. Now, there was your unbeliever, Sodomites, lukewarm denominational Christian, Lot, and Abraham, the elected church, called out. Yes. It wasn't in Sodom.
1: Right. Yes. Amen. Amen.
0: They were out of Sodom. Amen. They wasn't in Sodom to begin with. So they were having things a little rough, but they were still out of Sodom. That's one good thing. So Abraham was sitting in the door of his tent one hot morning, maybe about 11 o'clock, and three men come walking up, dust on their clothes. This man come walking up. Abraham, look. You know, there's something about it. You can, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know, there's something strange about them, fella. And he ran out and said, my Lord, come by let me fetch a little water and wash your feet and, and give you a marshal of bread and then you go on your way. And you run in and told Sarah to get some bread ready. He went out and got a little fat calf and dressed it and brought it out and fed him. Did you notice? Two of those men, they were actually, what it was, was Almighty God. That's right.
1: Yeah.
0: Now the Bible here, Abraham called him in Genesis uh, 18 here, 6, 7, eighteen called him Elohim. That's the same name that God appeared in, in Genesis 1, All-Sufficient One, Elohim, Elohim in flesh. See? Someone said to me not long ago, a minister rather, he said, you don't believe that was God. I said, sure I do. Abraham said it was and I believe the Bible. He said, now, how could God be in that flesh, eating, uh, eating meat and stuff like that? I said, you just forget who he is. Now, he wanted to investigate Sodom, so he, he just... The human body's made out of about 16 different elements, you know. That's, uh, I think, it's uh, a potash and petroleum and human cosmic light and so forth. He just grabbed a handful of it and stepped into it and blowed another handful for Gabriel and one for the others. Come on down, that's all. I'm glad I know him like that, don't you? Amen. Yes, sir. He can make anything serve his purpose. Yeah. So he stepped down. That's right. Stepped out of it. I'm so glad that someday they may not even be enough. I got about two or three hairs left and I was combing them here not long ago. My wife said to me, she said, Billy. You're getting completely bald-headed. I said, I haven't lost a one of them, honey. She said, pray tell me where they're at. I said, all right, sweetheart. Tell me where they was before I got them. <laughs> Ever where they was then, they're waiting for me to come to them. He said, not even one hair of your Right? Amen.
1: That's our
0: God. Amen. No matter how I turn back to cosmic light and whatever I may be, you're speaking. I'll come forth on that day because I believe you. <laughs> Amen. 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 Right. Resurrection raised me up the last day. He said, you lose <laughs> nothing. I'll raise it up again in the last day. Sure. There he was. That's our God we're breathing on. Amen. That's the God that I'm talking about. Yes. And here he was sitting here and noticed Sodomites, Churchites, and the elected yes. church. Watch two of them, a modern Billy Graham and so forth, goes down into Sodom and begins to preach the gospel. Yes. No miracle, but just the smiting blind and preaching the word makes the unbeliever blind. So he went down and preached the gospel to call that lukewarm church out. See, because destruction was coming. Fire, that's what's coming next, is fire. But one angel stayed back with Abraham. Did you ever notice? Let's go down to the age since then. Tell me whenever you ever seen a man go out into Babylon. Now Abraham received that sign. And look at them angels that went down there. And today the messenger to the lukewarm church, the denominational church, is spelled not A B E R H A M, but G R A H A M. We've had Thank you, Knox, Calvin, so forth, but never anything ending with the H A M to that church. See? Right. Now the angel stay back to show his identification, which was God himself in human flesh, showed his identification here. He said Abraham. Now, just a few days before that, he was Abram. Yes.
1: Amen. Yes. Amen.
0: And said, Where is thy wife, S A R A H? Which just a day or two before that, she was S A R A I. Where is thy wife, Sarah? And now the angel said, She's, or Abraham said, She's in the tent behind you. Now, women acted a little different than they do now, see? So they, she was in the tent behind you. So, he said, I'm going to visit you according to the time of life. Oh, it's I, that personal pronoun again, you see. See who it was. He made the promise, I'm going to visit you according to the time of life, and you're going to have this child of promise and so forth. And Sarah, inside the tent, laughed up her sleeve, she said. Now she's old, well stricken, as uh, you're my, uh, you listen to your doctor, I'm your brother. It's family relationship had probably been 15, 20 years, you see. Said, me an old woman have have pleasure with my Lord, and him all too. And she laughed to herself. And the, the man sitting there, with his back turned to the tent, said, Why did Sarah laugh in the tent? Yes, yes, yes. What about that? See? Jesus said, As it was in the days of Sodom, So shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man that God would manifest himself, in flesh, human flesh again. Yes. See, God above us, the pillar of fire. Yes. God with us, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Now God in us, the Holy Ghost in the last days, in human flesh. Yes. Amen. Abraham comes to the day seeing signs and wonders of God, but never did he, just as he saw that sign, immediately after that, the fire fell and burned up Sodom. Yes. The last sign that Abraham, seen of God, before the fire fell the last sign that israel rejected was the same sign now the gentile church has come to their time now we're looking for a messiah and if that's the way he acted before that and that day he has to act the same today if he lets us go in without it then he isn't the same and then he doesn't act the same and he's a respected person See what I mean? Yes, He's right. got to do the same thing again. Yes. So that makes Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes. Civilization has traveled with the sun. We all know that. Yes. Oldest civilization is China. And constantly. And as civilization comes, sin heaps up. Keeps heaping. And now it's hit the west coast. There's a sound barrier or an iron curtain separating the east and west. There's no more people out there in the ocean. You go plumb on over to... You. Get to the east again. And sin has constantly came. When the Indian lived here, he had no sin. You had a little tribal wars. But when the white man, he come, he brought whiskey, women, murder, everything else. And sin has constantly heaped up. And if sin heaps up, the Bible said when the enemy comes in like a flood, God would raise up a standard against it. The word of God would raise up a standard. The word would be more manifested. More manifested. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost Hallelujah. stuck first on the west coast. Hallelujah. Some cross-eyed colored man down here in California. The Holy Ghost struck on California. It was sneaking in tongues. Then comes divine healing campaign. And here we are. At the end time. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus Christ the saint yesterday, today, and forever.
1: Amen. Yes. You believe it? Amen.
0: Let's bow our heads just a moment. Heavenly Father, we are grateful to know that we're living in this last day just before the coming of that Just One, that wonderful, glorious, loving Son of Yours, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who we love. And we know the Bible speaks of an appearing before the coming. And there's a great difference in the Word, appearing and then coming. Now Father, we realize that the Church has come through the stage of justification, come through the stage of sanctification, come through the stage of receiving the Holy Spirit, Now. The stones are being honed down for the fitting of the ministry of Jesus Christ to blend right in to take the church. We thank thee for this, Father. So glad that you, we can put trust in you. What your word says is true. It can never fail because you are the word. And you said, Heavens and earth will pass away, but my word shall never fail. I pray, Father, tonight opening of this revival, I've been lengthy speaking, nice group of people to talk to. Oh, God, we're looking for a revival. We're looking for just these little short few nights we got here, for you to send the fire off the altar. Oh, God. These people, Father, great many of them are believers. Receive the Holy Spirit. Surely the Holy Spirit would know the Word. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you'll confirm it again tonight. Let it be known that thou God and the time is drawing nigh. For we ask it in Jesus' name, Amen. God bless you. I want to have your undivided attention for about ten minutes. We have plenty of time. Now we've got four nights to pray for the sick. We'll get them all prayed for. I believe that Billy said he gave out prayer cards. One hundred eight. He gave out a hundred prayer cards. Eight. We we'll pray for every one of them. But now we can't bring them all up here at one time, and we haven't got time to bring them all tonight. You may have to wait a while for your turn to be called. But what if you had to go to Mayo Brothers and wait to see what was wrong with you? You might wait three or four months before you got an appointment. Then when you go in, you stay in there for a week or two, and they search you through. And if they find it, they tell you, and then you're just where you start when You know what's wrong with you. See? But can't wait just a few days on God, or a few hours, a few minutes. Let's be real. Let's be real soldiers. Everyone has put on the full armor of God. Now and stand right out here and wait like real soldiers. I don't know that he will do this. But look here. I want to ask you something. It's plain as I've tried to make it. Am I, I'm not an educated person. My speech is bad. And I have a bad voice. And, and there's nothing about me that's any good. But I'll, see. But if God will just what I've told you, you believe it to be the truth. Yeah. See, is that the way you would know Jesus? All right. Let's call some of these prayer cards up. Let's just start from number one, who has, if you can get up now and I'll call your number. Number one, who has prayer cards? What letter was it? A, H? A. A, number one. Hold up your hand, everyone who has the prayer card. This lady here. How do you go? Come down. Number two, who has prayer card? Number two. Prayer card A, number two. Back there. All right. Come right here, lady. Right around this way. Number three. All right, lady, you come right this way. Number four. Number four. Would you hold up your hand, everyone who has it? Is that lady? All right, four. Raise your hand now, you, uh, uh, brother Boris and I are watching. Number four. Number five. Over here. Six. All right, right. Just take your place right now. Number seven. Number seven. All right. Number eight. Now, do this, keep them racing over one another. Eight. Nine. Who has nine? Number nine. If you can't get up now, just let somebody, tell somebody next to you, raise your hand. We'll pack you up here. We'll see you get up here. Say, say somebody say nine in Spanish. How do you say it? Doevi. 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 Nine. Number nine. One, two,
1: three, four, five, six, seven,
0: eight. Number nine. No, not, sorry. I'm sorry, sister. Number nine. Number ten. Eleven. Come right down here, sister. Prayer card eleven. Is the lady standing up at eleven? Twelve. Thirteen. Thirteen. Fourteen. Fourteen. I didn't see it at all. Fourteen. Fifteen. Prayer card fifteen. Would you raise your hand? Prayer card? Fifteen. Come in here, Let's start right there. Now, every one of those people could raise up and walk. Now, for instance, I don't see any cripple sitting here, unless it's the lady sitting there in the chair. If I said the lady, which I know her, if I would say uh, that lady's crippled, but it's a Sure. What about this lady sitting here? This one here? Now, how many of you do not have a prayer card in the meeting, and yet you believe Jesus Christ will make you well? Let's see you raise your hands. All of you, everybody's got prayer. Just everyone. Now, look. While they're getting those people together, I'd like to have your attention. One day there was a lady passed through a a group of people and say she didn't have a prayer card, but she believed if she could touch the border of his garment, she'd be made well. How many knows the story? We all do. Sure. That's fine. Uh, She could touch the border of his garment now and she made her way through and she touched his garment and I, I don't believe he could have felt it physically. Because the Palestinian garment holds, it's, it's got an underneath garment, and then a, it's a robe that hangs out like that, and she touched the border of it. And Jesus turned around and said, Who touched me? And Peter rebuked him. It sounded like a, uh, a not an intelligent question. He said, Well, Master, everybody's touching you. Hello, Rabbi. Glad to see you. Hello, there, Prophet. Uh, we're glad to see you. Hello, like that. And he said, Who touched me? Yeah. What well, said, You speak strange. He rebuked Jesus. Jesus said, But I perceive that I've gotten weak. Yeah. Virtue, strength has gone from me. I got weak. And he looked all around through the audience, and he found the little woman. How many knows what was wrong with her? She had an issue of blood and had it for many years. And he said, thy faith has saved thee. Now, the Greek word there, sozo, which means the same for the physical, as thy faith has saved thee. Now, the Bible said that Jesus Christ is a high priest right now. Can you believe it? Amen. High priest that can be touched by the feeling of our infirmity. Yes. Is that right? Amen. Well, if he's the same high priest, how would he act? The same as he did then. They make him the same high Amen. priest. Yes, there, yes. there's no way of getting away from it. If the Bible declares anything, it's the truth. Amen. Is that right?
1: Yes.
0: Now, what, what happens here? Now, a gift. Now, the Bible said for these minister brothers, the Bible said that God has set in the church Five different gifts. Is that right? God has. Now, there's nine gifts in the, in the local church. There's only one. The other. But five ministerial gifts. Apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors, evangelists. Is that right? Five spiritual gifts. Now, those gifts are for the perfecting of the church. To keep the church in order. Pastors and teachers and evangelists and prophets and so forth. Now, it's gifts. Now, no matter how much these men here are gifted to preach, you've got to also believe what they preach. Or it doesn't go do one good. They can just preach on and on and on. you never get saved. you die right in the pew and be lost. That's right. That's right. you got to believe what they're saying. Amen. Well, no matter what God would do here in the way of a prophetic gift, you have to believe it too. Amen. When he was in Christ and he's in his church now, now, when he was in Christ, he was just in one place. That's the reason Jesus said, "The work, Saint John 14:12, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also." Is that right? Yeah. The works he that believeth because why the words in him. He that believeth on me, the works that I more than this. I know the King James says greater, but it couldn't be no greater. The right translation of it is original It's more because he raised the dead, stopped nature, done everything perfect. So it's just more because the uh, spirit that was in him on the day of Pentecost that pillar of fire which was made flesh dwelt among us. It had went back again and divided itself on the day of Pentecost amongst the disciples. Tongues of fire set upon each of them. God separating himself out amongst his people. So together we could be a unit of God who ought to stand like now. Now if I believe everyone in that prayer line is a stranger to me. I don't there's no one here that I know outside of Brother Borders and and, uh, and I don't mean I may have met you brothers in meetings, but just to know who you are. And I believe this is if this is that brother from Ohio here or something like, uh, I can't think of his name now. Fritzinger from Ohio. Brother and sister Fritzinger sitting there from Ohio. This is Brother and Sister Dow sitting here from Ohio. Now I know Brother Southman and Brother Wood is in here somewhere, the book salesman. I don't see him, don't know where they're at. But now if the Holy Spirit will come and confirm what I have said tonight to be the truth, then it would be two things. It would show you that Jesus Christ is still alive. Yes. Is that right? The same yesterday, today, and forever. Because as a man, I can't do those works. It takes him to do it. So you know it has to be him. And another thing it would indicate, that the time is at hand. right. That's right. Yes. The time, the last sign that Israel received, the last sign that... As they received Abraham before the destruction. Everything indicates right now we're in the shadows of his coming. Praise so, sinner friend, if you're here tonight and God proves that he's here among us, won't you come and accept him as your Savior? Yeah. You do that. Now, for the glory of God, and in the name of Jesus Christ, I take every spirit in here under the control of the Holy Ghost. I don't move around. Sit quiet. Be reverent. Pray. And you out there, now, you just pray and say, Now, I'm going... Lord, that minister doesn't know me, but let me touch your garment. Let me touch you. Then you speak through him. I don't know it's you, because that's you acting through your church as he said you was. All right. Let's have the... This is quite a walk across here. Now, thank you. Here's the lady that's totally strange to me. Now, I want you to keep this scripture tonight in your mind. When you go home, read St. John 4. Here it is. A man and a woman meets for the first time. See, right here, just exactly like in the Bible time, our Lord Jesus met a woman that he knew not, and she knew not him. Now, this woman, I, I don't know her. I've never seen her, so she's just a, some lady standing here. Now, she may be... Uh, Maybe she's a, a rank unbeliever, she might be a Christian, she might be uh, a deceiver, she might be, uh, she might be sick, she might be stamping for somebody else, maybe domestic trouble, it may be financial trouble, I don't know, but he does know. Now if I come and said like this, glory to God, that's, I'm not, remember that's the Holy Spirit brothers that says that. I'd say, Glory to God, sister. The Lord sent me to pray for sick. You believe me? She'd say, Yes, I believe you. Are you sick? Yes. Something wrong with you? Yeah. What is it? She'd say, Well, I'm, uh, I'm uh, dying with uh, cancer. I've got TB or, or something like that. I'd say, Lay my hands up on her and say, Jesus said these signs shall follow them and Believe it. If they lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Hallelujah. Go believe it. That could be so. She'd go and get healed, too. she believed it. But now, let's change that now. We've come up a little farther. Now, what if he stands here and tells her something that, let him tell her what's wrong. Let him tell her something she's done, or something she ought not have done, or whether what she is. Then if if what in the past is true, she'll know whether that's right or not. And then if he can tell her what has been, and then we will tell her what will be, that's got it then. That, that, That takes it all out. This, that's it. Would you believe? Yes. Everybody believe? How about up the balcony? Would you believe, friends? Back way there, you? Now, remember, we're not here as a stage show. This is not a clowning affair. Right. It's you're trying to represent the God of the Bible. Yes. And Christianity is attractive if it is preached in its simplicity and truth. See? Not making some great, swelling, high, educated words like Paul said, I didn't come to you like that, but in the power, the resurrection of Christ, that your faith may be based in that, that Jesus Christ is alive. And if Jesus Christ is alive and can speak to our sister here, this woman, and tell what about that, then he's just the same out there to you as he is you on the platform anyway. else. You believe that now? Amen. Now, just to speak to her a moment, just to contact her spirit, now, here's a man and a woman again, meet for the first time in life. Like, now, of course, there's many people out there praying. And if I, after it first gets anointing here, then it leaves and goes out over the building. Of course, after it kind of gets a few nights and everybody gets, you know, used to it, things like that. Now, we being strangers and not knowing each other, but Christ is here. He is the resurrection. He, he, he said, I am the resurrection life. Then he lives forevermore, ever able to make intercession. feeling her Christian spirit uh, coming against me now, to me, it makes it know that there is a, a Christian. See? Her spirit is welcome. She is a Christian. And so, uh, then, see, that there, now here's a brother and a sister of the same God. See? And you're in need. I uh, can see you're, you're in need. And you have need of something. And now, the Heavenly Father has already put the money in the bank for you when he gave his son. But now, the thing of it is, to make you have faith is to know that he's here, standing here, because you would know have to come through some power. That's right. Now, if the people can still hear me, right over the woman, if you can notice, there's a green amber light. The woman is very conscious that something's going on because it's a sweet, real sweet, holy feeling. That's right. Raise up your hands. She's becoming anointed now by the Spirit of God. And the lady is suffering with a nervousness, a real extreme nervousness. And, uh, that always comes, why is that? I didn't guess that, see? You're thinking, I guess that I didn't, see? That was no guess. couldn't be a guess. But it's the truth, whatever it was. I don't know what it was. The tapes got it. But whatever it said was truth. Wait just a moment. She seems to be a nice person. Just talk. Yes, sure it is. Nervousness. Real nervous. And that nervousness is so bad till it makes you sore. You get sore. And then you've got something wrong, a rupture in the diaphragm here. That's right. Isn't that right? And uh, no wonder you should believe, being a minister, a woman preacher, you're not from this country. You're from Missouri. <laughs> Sayeth the Lord. You believe now? Go and it'll all be gone. Go and believe with all your heart. God bless you, my sister. God told me I'd
1: see him when I came.
0: Thank you. Now, do you believe? How many believe? Well, sure, you can't keep them believing, then. Just have faith. That's all you have to do. Just believe. Now, we're strangers to one another. You believe the Holy Spirit is here? Now, what I have to do, sister, I have to feel for you. You know, it has to be something that I sympathize with you. It's too much of this cold eyed Christianity today, dried and cut. You've got to feel for the people. Now, just a moment. You was a lady. She said she'd prayed, and the God told her that she'd get to come or get to see me here. Just keep believing. That's lovely. If you can keep that up, that real wave of faith coming from the audience then. That's good. Just keep thinking now. Just keep believing. Don't doubt. Keep it in your heart, now. Um, this lady here is praying and wants to be prayed for from a growth on your head. That's right, under your head, That's right, isn't it? You believe? All right, then go in and the growth will lead you. Amen. Amen. Just have faith, believe with all your mind. Have faith now. Don't doubt. It. I'll be real quiet. I'll be real reverent. How do you do? We're strangers to each other. Also, I believe the Lord Jesus knows us both. He knows what you're here for knows all about you. I don't. But he does. But if the Lord Jesus will reveal to me your troubles, will you believe it has to come from him? Is that right? All right. You just believe with all your heart. Now, it's really not yourself. You're interested in somebody else. That's right. It's a man. And that man is your son-in-law. And your son-in-law has ulcers. And you want me to pray for him. I'll say it to the Lord. Take that handkerchief and put it on it. Uh, you believe with all your heart? Just don't doubt. Have faith. Be real reverent. Have faith. Don't doubt at all, please. How do you do? We're strangers to one another, I suppose. But the Lord Jesus knows us both. We uh, weaving it just from them vision, you see. If one little woman made virtue go from our Lord and Savior, what would it do to me, a sinner saved by his grace? You believe that the Lord Jesus will reveal to me something about you? You believe it. things wrong with you. One thing is a fallen bladder. That's right, isn't it? Another thing, you have a a, a growth, and it's in the avenue. That's right, isn't it? Or you believe now that you're going to be all right, and pass on by and say, thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Don't doubt your heart. You have what you've asked for. Just believe now that you come. How do you do, sister? You believe with all your heart? Well I we are born perhaps miles apart, years apart, and here we meet for our first time. I just can't get that in the audience. There's somebody out there praying. It's a man, but I can't tell where it's at. It keeps coming. It's this man sitting right here looking at me right straight at my finger. He's suffering with arthritis. Sitting out. Yes, sir, you. You have arthritis. You believe with all your heart. Raise your hand up. All right. Believe now with all your heart. Authorized to leave you. I want to ask you something. What did he touch? Amen. Tell me who he touched. Hallelujah. He's 40 feet from me or more. He touched that high priest. Ask him if he wasn't sitting there praying. Is that right, sir? Amen. Just believe with all your heart. That's all you have to do now. Have faith you're strange as I said I couldn't help it The man kept coming before me you're not seeing these crippled you're it. so saying right. it'll be alright you just keep leaving now if the Holy Spirit you know it'll have to be some power to to transmit this and now the Bible says the word of God is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart and that's the reason Jesus could perceive what they were doing and so forth because he was the word and then he said if ye abide me and my word in you you get the idea now? Sure. That's right, exactly. If you believe that with all your heart, that hernia will leave you. You believe it? Yes, I want to tell you something else. You're a nice person, and you've got a deep request on your heart that you want yes. to ask me to pray about. And you just pray to sort of pass you by. I'm not reading your mind, but you want to tell me something, what? You want me to tell you before you tell me? Yes. It's for your husband. Yes, sir. <laughs> and he's bothered with a swelling condition. Is that right? You believe with all your heart, and go tell it, and lay your hands up yes. on it, and so forth, and it'll leave you. Amen. 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 You believe? Glory Amen. Amen. Have faith. Want to eat your supper? Peace. Old nervous stomach, leave you. Go around right on all platforms. Eat your supper. How do you do? You believe? You believe he can your heart trouble? You believe he can heal your heart trouble? Amen. All right, Then go around right and say, "Thank Amen. you, Lord Jesus, for for healing my heart trouble," and go make it. Now, when I said that about that lady, a real funny feeling come over you. Cause you had heart trouble too. You remember I said you had it. Just keep going. Oh, you? <laughs> Just have really Strange thing, believe for that baby and it'll leave it also. God. All right, do you believe it? All right, I don't lay my hands on the child. Satan turned the child loose. In the name of Jesus Christ, let him be healed. Amen. Don't worry about him. Amen. Go Amen. believe. believe it. Glory to God. Lady shattered with cancer, but if you'll believe with all your heart, God will heal you. You believe it? All oh. right, so go right by saying, Thank you, dear God. I'll lay hands upon the sick. And they shall recover Amen. in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm going to go check for a What if I didn't say nothing and you just laid hands on You believe it would leave you? Amen. All right, come on. In the name of Jesus Christ, may she be healed. Amen. 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 Would you believe the same thing? Just lay hands on you and you believe it? Please. All right. God bless you. Please. In the name of Jesus Christ, may he be These signs shall follow them that believe. Praise God. Praise
1: God.
0: What if I said the same thing to you? Would it help you? Now, you got a lady trouble, but your main thing is that heart trouble that you're worried about like that, cause it's a in the heart. Wait just a minute. Just a minute. Something happened. Everybody, we're reverent now. It's in the audience. Here it is. That lady sitting right down there praying for her husband that has heart trouble. If you believe with all your heart, your husband will get well. Don't doubt it. Believe with all your heart, yours is gone. Just have faith now and don't doubt. Praise God.
1: Praise God.
0: How do you do? You believe God can tell me what's wrong with you, yes. whether I do or not, whether He does or not, brother. You believe anyhow wouldn't? Yes, you would, if I was laid hands on you, you believe that diabetes? So, diabetes. I don't, I'm watching that blood check, thought, what, sugar check there, and see. Amen. You believe with all your heart? Hallelujah. This man sitting right back straight, yeah, right behind Brother Stockman there, has trouble with his legs. If you believe with all your heart, sir, you got more faith than you thought you had. Amen. Raise up your hand. All right? It's over if you believe it. <laughs> Amen. Let's say praise the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Wasn't that strange? Her coming right back there at the same time? <laughs> well, I didn't tell her the same time you. I just wanted you to know what you had the faith, too. Amen.
1: You love him? Amen. Amen.
0: sitting right over there. It's got trouble with her legs, too. You believe with all your heart? You can have your... That and let's sit right back there. It's got heart trouble. Yes, sir? Believe with all your heart? Yes. Got a prayer card? You have a prayer card? You won't have to use it now. Your faith is. Praise the Lord.
1: (laughs) Hallelujah.
0: You believe?
1: Amen.
0: How do you do, sir? We're strangers to each other. But you believe that God can reveal to me your troubles? one I couldn't heal you because you know that. I'm... I'm your brother. I couldn't heal you, but he's already did it. He just wants you to know that he's present. You believe that? Yes. All right, sir. The Lord be with you. You got kidney trouble, bladder trouble, just had an operation. That's right. Isn't that right? You don't have to have it no more. Go believing. believe him. Get well. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I may uh, uh, may say a word, brother, that uh, I was
1: praying for you and pray for you for me,
0: God Amen. He wants to praise the Lord instead of called him once before somewhere and he was healed and still has the healing today, holding good. How many believe, sirs, we would see Jesus? You believe it? Is he the same yesterday and forever? Is his word still the same? Now, how many believers are in here? Raise up your hand. Now, did not Jesus give his church this life commission? Go ye into the world and preach the gospel. These signs shall follow them that believe, the believers, is that right? Yes. If they lay their hands on the sick, what will happen? They shall recover. Now, I want you to lay hands on one another. Up in the balcony, down in here. Each one of you believers, just put your hand over on one another. That's right. If somebody's sitting next to you there, front of you, back of you, or somewhere, just lay your hands on one another. Amen. You're a believer. So this, I want you to see now that he just isn't only up here. He's out there. He's everywhere. Do you believe Amen. Thanks, Praise
1: God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Up in the
0: balcony, are you ready? Put your hand on one another. Now bow your heads everywhere. Just lay your hands on one another and bow your heads. Now our Jesus, that proves to you that he's here right now. He is here, His he Spirit. You said we would see Jesus. Here he is operating right through his church, his people. Now, I couldn't do that myself. That's your faith too. No matter how much faith I have, you've got to have faith also. See? And your faith touched him and with the gift that he gave me to speak back his words to you. See? Now, I'm quoting his words out of the Bible. These signs shall follow them that believe. If they lay their hands on the sick, they shall recover. Now, I want each one of you, don't pray for yourself because the person that's got their hands on you is praying for you. You pray for them. Uh, I want you to pray the way you do in your church. You just start praying now for that person saying, Lord God, I'm a believer. I know that you're present. I'm laying my hands upon my neighbor here, and I want them to be healed. And they're praying for you. Now I'm going to pray for each one of you. Our Heavenly Father,
1: we are approaching
0: now again, after the service, to see that you do all things well. We believe this week that the cripples, lame, blind, halt, mean will be cured by your power and will be made whole. Sinners' hearts will be washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Unbelief will fade away until a great revival of power of God, the Son of God. And now these believers here have their hands on each other. And Jesus, who is omnipresent, has proven that you're here in this auditorium tonight. You are here. We have hands laid on each other. And I'm praying for them. They're praying for one another. And now, Father, we come to believe that you're going to make every sickness vanish from this place. Every sick person to be healed. Satan, we turn to you. You great, smart, educated philosopher,
1: deceiver,
0: trying to contradict the Word of God. The Word's been made manifest. We come to meet your challenge in the name of Jesus Christ, who was crucified, died, rose again the third day, triumphed over every devil, every demon, ever, powers that you ever had, stripped you from every legal rights you had, because He paid the price and bought His church back by redemption. And tonight we are a redeemed people, and you've lost the battle. Come out of this people in the name of Jesus Christ. Lead them hands of believers is placed upon other believers and you've lost the battle in Christ this year to prove himself raised from the dead after 2,000 years and still alive forevermore forevermore. We adjure thee by the living God. Leave this people. Come out of them in the name of Christ. Every man and every woman, every believer now with your hands on each other, shut in. Believe, Christ near now, you see him moving in the platform, out in the audience by his infallible words. The prayer of faith has been prayed by the same channel that he spoke to, taking human lips and moving, the almighty God revealing, showing himself that he's a saint yesterday, today and forever. You're not amongst a bunch of unbelievers. You're not a bunch of intellectual people. You're setting amongst saints, godly, risen with Christ, sitting in heavenly places. Holy men and women have their hands laid upon you, praying a prayer of faith. Satan is defeated in the name of Jesus Christ. The blood's been pleaded. Now break above you by faith that darkness that would make you doubt one thing of God's presence, and your healing will be sure. Do it now while we keep our heads bowed, shutting with him, and we want to sing if the organist will give us a little tune there, a little chord, I love him, I love him because he first loved me. Keep your heads bowed now, your eyes closed. Worship him now, keep your hands on your your neighbor, keep your hands on your neighbor now. Shut him with Christ. Every requirement has been made just like you went and confessed your sins and was standing over the water. Some godly minister had you by the hand and was going to baptize you. Same thing, the word is being made real manifest. You said we'd love to see Jesus. He's proved himself among you. I saw him. You saw him. I felt him. You felt him. Here he is. He's here. I love him. What did he do? And just my sal.
1: Now
0: while the organs continually playing, you that feel in your heart, that faith, no matter how you feel, it's not how you feel. You feel, you know, physically, it's your faith. You feel in your heart that God has been so present with you till you have seen, seen His Word that's been preached, made manifest. Know that beyond a shadow of doubt that the great supernatural Christ that raised from the dead 2,000 years ago is still alive tonight and right here in His church. And we're near the end time. If you're not a Christian and you'd want to become a Christian, would you just stand up on your feet and say, I want to accept him as my Savior. Would you stand up, those who would want to do that at this time. I love him. If he can come here and know the secret of the heart and make his word so real that no one can doubt it, it's right here before us. I'm looking at two people that ought to raise up. Now you just, God bless you. All right. God bless you. Just stand up, young fellow. All right. Someone else now. Stand up and say, I stand myself to make a witness. I want to accept him as my Savior. I want him, while I'm this close to him, his presence are here. I want him for my Savior. Someone else. Come on now. God bless you, young fellow. That's good. Stand up on your feet and say, I want to to accept it. I want to make a show that, that I want to prove I'm ready to stand for him. Someone in the balcony. It's kind of dark up in the top there. Believe with all your heart. If you're not a Christian, will you accept him in this presence? Come on now. You know that you feel that you should do it. Raise up. All right. Now all that wants to accept him as... God bless you. God bless you, sister. Wonderful. That's good. A better Christian. How many to raise their hands for that? I want to be a better Christian. God bless you. That's sweet. Very sweet. See, you get that foundation. and God seeing it, we're trying to win souls to him. That'll make you come back tomorrow night with a double portion of it, you see. As we prove to him that we're sincere and trying to do all we can, yeah. believing what he's done for us. Do you believe what has been God is doing these things? Yeah. Yeah. See, we want to accept it embrace it with all of our heart and say, Lord Jesus, I love you. Now, if you just keep believing that, you'll see things happen that you never thought would happen. See? Yeah. You just watch what takes place. Yeah. Just get on the phone somewhere and get somebody coming. Now, all of you, I want you, that this young man has stood up back there to accept Christ as his Savior. I want some of you Christians to be sure that that young man gets to the minister right away and gets ready, because for the baptism and whatever more, they'll receive the Holy Ghost now. And all you now that believe that in the presence of Christ, that you accept him as your healer. I want you to stand up if you've had hands on one another. Somebody's had hands on you, And you believe that you can accept him as your healer. Stand up to your feet at this time. Just see what kind of faith that you can prove to God that I believe. That's right. Thank the Lord. Good. Amen. That's wonderful. Amen. Listen, little church. You keep that kind of faith moving and get out around here and do some work. Now each one of you be a preacher. Get somebody. Now don't you, how many feels good and feel fresh as you've accepted it? Just raise your hand. See? It's just the acts of God. God doing this. I love Him with all my heart. Now all together, now let's sing. I. Now let's raise your hands while we do it. Love Him. I. Love Him.